Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 119th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. As promised, we have a situation this week where I get set up nicely, and I have to figure out a way to not go broke. But before we get to this hand, I want to tell you briefly about my newest book. It is called Bluffs, because that is exactly what it is about. (laughs) Um, We go through 18 situations where I think most amateur players can increase their levels of aggression and steal pots that do not belong to them otherwise. You'll find that in a lot of small and middle stakes games, a lot of players just play somewhat tight, somewhat passive poker. And whoever should win the pot based on their cards usually wins the pot. And that's a problem. So if you want to win the maximum from poker, you need to learn how to bluff. And this book details a bunch of situations through about 90 hand examples where you should be increasing your levels of aggression. So if you've not already, check it out at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash bluffs. And if you like audiobooks, you can actually get the audiobook completely for free at jonathanlittlepoker.com slash free. So check that out. Here we are in this hand. We are playing 501,000. We have King Jack offsuit in the low jack seat with 100,000 chips. It's a pretty big stack, 100 big blinds. I like to open to 2,300. A tight aggressive kid calls in the hijack seat. He has me covered. And everyone's folding right now. If you're not watching this on jonathanlillepoker.com, I suggest you at least give it a try. I do recognize, though, that a lot of people enjoy watching or listening to this podcast on iTunes. I know I listen to a ton of podcasts on iTunes, so I'm glad to be able to give you something to do whenever you're commuting or working out or whatever you're doing. Um, anyway, the big blind also calls. We don't know anything about him. The flop comes king, king, six. We have king, jack. So that's a pretty good flop. Pots 8,300 with 100,000 effective stacks. Initial player checks, and very similar to last week's. Remember how I bet small on king, king, eight? Here we're also betting small on king, king, six. And I'd be betting small with all the hands I want to bet here. And that's just because it's very difficult for my opponents to connect with this board with their ranges. Of course, they could easily have king, queen, king, jack, etc. But notice, I'm going to have way more king, nine, king, ten, king, and ace kings than my opponents because a lot of players don't defend king, ten, and king, nine. And they three bet with ace king. So those hands are often not even in their range. So I should have way more kings than my opponent so we can bet small and proceed from there. The tight aggressive kid calls in the hijack seat and the turn is a five. And I don't know what possessed me to check here, but I decided to check. And I must have had some sort of (laughs) sick live pro read, which is obviously incredibly difficult to teach, but I must have had some sort of live pro read that led me to believe that this player liked his hand a lot. So if I know this guy likes his hand a lot, what does that mean? Well, if someone likes their hand a lot here, it's going to be a king. Remember, the kings I just detailed, king 10 and king 9, probably aren't in my opponent's range. So it's probably more like king queen. Or pocket sixes. Those are the only hands that a tight aggressive kid will actually love. So something possessed me to check, and I checked. And I promise you, I'm not looking to check raise here. I think check raise in the turn would be a disaster versus almost everyone. Remember how my opponent in the previous, or in the hand from the previous week elected to check raise, or elected to raise me on the river, such that he's only getting called when he's beat? Well, if I check raise here on the turn, I'm only going to get called when I'm beat, I imagine. So I check turn. Tight aggressive kid checks behind. All right. So I have to assume I have the best hand a ton now. On the river, river is an ace. I like to bet somewhat small. And the reason I like betting small here, if I'm going to bet at all, is because I should have some aces in my range, so I need to be betting in general. And if I'm going to be betting with all my aces and with all my bluffs, I also want to put my nut hands in that range. 
I don't think I'm checking very often on this river. Looking back at this, I think I would have actually preferred a slightly bigger bet. And the reason I like a slightly bigger bet is because if my opponent does not have an ace, he's probably going to fold to any reasonable bet. And if he does have an ace or better, he's going to call pretty much every time. So in this spot, I think we can go just a little bit bigger, probably something like 8,000. I, I just don't see us getting called by pocket sevens here too often. Although maybe that's wrong. If I think I'm going to get called by sevens and you know maybe even some random queen jack of spades or something like that that floated the flop, then I definitely like this bet size, but I think it's going to be pretty hard to get called by the absolute garbage in my opponent's range. So anyway, I bet 5,600. And again, just like last week, much to my surprise, my opponent raises to 14,000. So now I have to put in 10,000 to try to win the 20 here plus the 13. So I have to win, put 10, 10 to try to win 43 total. So I need to win 25% of the time or so to break even. And will I win 25% of the time with this King Jack? I imagine I do pretty much every time. The only difference between this hand and the previous hand is that in this spot, the tight aggressive kid should have a stronger range than the loose aggressive guy who played King five suited, right? I really don't expect to see any King fives in a tight player's range at all. So um, I think I could easily be beat here. That being said, I do think I'm good 25% of the time where this guy, again, either just vastly overvalues some random ace like ace queen or decides to lose his mind for fun with seven six of hearts or something like that. So I think we have to call. And it's actually only 8,400 more. He shows up with pocket sixes. So last week, our opponent made the huge blunder of not, of, of by overplaying his hand. This week, this player made the huge blunder of underplaying his hand. Notice if I have something like pocket nines on the turn, I'm probably not just check folding if my opponent bets. And if I have a king, I'm also never folding. So in this scenario, our opponent really let me off the hook. If I check the turn with this king and my opponent bets, you know, whatever, any amount, I'm going to call. Then on the river, I'm going to check call any amount as well. So um, I took the passive line here and it ended up saving me a pretty good amount of money, but that's not really what saved me the money. What saved me the money was my opponent making a huge error. So in this specific tournament, I believe this was a $3,500 buy-in tournament at Borgata. If you've never played there, I suggest you give it a try. Um, I got just gifted two, two large amounts of chips. The previous hand, I my opponent gave me his chips, and in this hand, my opponent did not take my chips. So two very fortunate things happened back-to-back, and I'm pretty sure this is the tournament I actually took, I think, 19th place in, or something like that. I made a few deep runs recently in WPTs that were almost good, you know, 19th out of 700 people or something like that, but eh, it doesn't pay the bills. You got to win to pay the bills. Anyway, that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you for being here. Be sure to come back next time. And also, if you feel like it, if you want to help me out, tell your friends and also leave a review for this podcast wherever you are listening to it. That would be very beneficial and it will help me continue to spread my words and help other poker players who want to get better. That's really my goal is to help people who are willing to work hard to improve themselves. So if you know anyone like that who wants some help, please share the podcast with them. Thanks again, and I'll be back next week with another podcast. Thanks for being here today.